0: Thanks very much. I'm um, very pleased to be here at this forum at the State Library and at RMIT. Um, it is my first official engagement since Election Day and it's a pleasure to be having that here. its um, I'm not yet quite official as a Member of Parliament though. They, apparently there are a few other seats somewhere around the country that have been a bit more important to finalise than this one. Um, but hopefully by the end of the week I will be and I can stop the um, uh, practice at the moment of having to sneak into Parliament House on an unescorted visitors pass and work out of an office next door to Bob Browns that's got an ironing board set up in it. So I might, I'm on my way to being official hopefully this is a good first step. Um, it's also nice to be here. My first job when I moved over from Perth where I in fact did my um, tertiary studies, my first, first round of tertiary studies was at the RMIT student union working as an education researcher um, and I wrote basically half of my thesis that was alluded to before sitting in the various rooms in the State Library taking advantage of the free internet and the like, so it's um, a lovely congruence of uh, events to be here. Um, I will have to leave straight, pretty much straight away once I've finished um, speaking, which is a shame because the agenda looks pretty amazing but as I hope you'd appreciate there's a fair bit going on in Canberra at the moment about to go and jump on a plane and I'm sure that half the room here is probably tweeting and checking your Facebook pages as as I'm talking and uh, I'm told that there's going to be a press conference at about two o'clock today um, which people may or may not find interesting Um, so you might just want to factor that into the agenda. Um, I'm also aware that there's um, many individuals and organisations here who are far more involved in the social enterprise sector um, than I am and I'm not certainly not going to um, pretend to be able to meet your collective body of knowledge but I would say that um, I think that the social enterprise sector is at a very exciting stage here in Australia and including in places like Melbourne with enormous potential for growth and I think that forums like this really are essential for laying the creative foundations for the, for, the, for the growth of the sector. And here in Melbourne, there are also, in this electorate of Melbourne, there are a number of um, fantastic social enterprises like the Social Studio in Collingwood, which is a fashion design hub for refugees, and Street, the mobile street van teaching hospitality skills, and also the place where you'll find me, or certainly up till now, found me on most Saturday mornings down in the Social Roasting Company in Racecourse Road um, in Flemington. And I look forward as the new local member to being able to give my assistance in whatever way I can to developing some new and exciting social enterprises here. And one um, point that I want to return to at the end uh, of the speech is that I think the social uh, enterprise model and the creativity and innovation that are bound up in it are going to be pretty essential for meeting um, some of the big challenges that we're going to face during the century, not the least of which is climate change. But I thought I might just be perhaps a bit indulgent and um, reflect, if I can, a bit about the campaign that we ran and also what's happening up in Canberra at the moment. and uh, Because I think it's emblematic about, uh, to, and it highlights the importance of creativity and innovation. During the course of the campaign um, here in Melbourne we had more money than we'd ever had before, but being in the Greens that's not saying very much. Um, the uh, But we knew from the beginning that the only way we were going to succeed was by running uh, a really grassroots campaign that prioritised creativity and innovation. Um, We set up suburb based groups throughout the electorate and decentralised the campaign and gave those groups of people autonomy. Uh, into how they wanted to conduct activities in their local area and we saw some fantastic things that came out of that. Before I knew it, um, one group had printed up a stack of coasters and put them in pubs and given that this is one of the youngest electorates in the country, um, getting uh, in a pub in the attention of university students was actually quite a good idea that I never would have thought of. Um, But we had a small group of people who did that, others produced. Uh, bike trailers, others were producing those uh, little keep cups that you can have for your, your coffee, uh, selling them to make a profit which we use. and the best bit about them is that on the, um, uh, the little ring of the keep cup it says, uh, I'm another inner city latte sipping greens voter and they went like <laughs> hotcakes. cakes. Um, again not something I would have done but it was fantastic to just devolve some of that creativity as much as possible down to the local level and of course we relied very heavily on social media during the course of the campaign Um, I set up a Twitter account as a result of which I ended up having quite a few um, vote-winning conversations over Twitter um, which at 140 characters or less per tweet is actually quite a challenge Um, but um, uh, we did that, we had a Facebook site up and running that by the time of the campaign had well over 3,000 people um, on it for one particular electorate. and uh, uh, That kind of innovation got us where we are and I think it's a real challenge for us now um, to think about how we might translate that into activity as a local um, electorate, how we might take the electorate online, how we might continue that creativity and that engagement that a lot of people are lacking uh, and the disconnection between people in the political world that I encountered during the course of the campaign was astounding. And I think one of the things that new technologies open up for us is the prospect of moving beyond the traditional newsletter that you get from your local MP in the letterbox that um, most people um, would probably like to think they read but probably ends up in the recycling pretty quickly to something a bit more two-way and that encourages dialogue, which is of course one of the hallmarks of social media. Um, Innovation too is going to be a bit of a uh, a necessary commodity federally because as you're all aware we're now in a situation where no one in the federal parliament in either house has a majority in their own right and no one has absolute power. Um, That puts us in a situation where values that haven't traditionally been associated with parliament like collaboration, um, respect uh, negotiation are now going to come to the fore and are going to need to come to the fore because during the course of the next uh, this Parliament the next three years, to get any legislation through either House of Parliament, um, whichever party is pushing it is going to need the support of other parties and of other people sitting across the cross bench, and that 's going to require um, collaboration and discussion and innovation in a way that really hasn't been seen for quite some time um, in a federal uh, uh, federal parliamentary sense. And it's going to mean that third voices, including ours as the Greens, but also the important voices of the independents, um, are going to be uh, uh, heard in a way one hopes that perhaps haven't been heard before. And we've also, that, uh, something that we're pretty pleased about is hopefully having been able to press the reset switch on the discussion around climate change and uh, in the arrangement that we've reached with the uh, Labor Party um, we're going to see the establishment of a new climate change committee that will have the status of a cabinet committee that will be informed by experts and scientists on the field so we will have experts and scientists sitting in the same room on the same committee as Um, parliamentarians which is a bit of a first for the way things have been done in this country Um, and hopefully during the course of that everyone's going to have to give a bit of ground because no one has an absolute majority but hopefully out of that will come new and innovative ways of thinking about responding to the climate change challenge and that is more important than ever ever because um, one of the things the scientists are telling us about climate change already is that we've basically got around about 10 years to turn the ship around if we are wanting to avoid an unacceptable risk of runaway climate change. Um, And if you think about it, you wouldn't get on a plane if there was a 50% chance of it crashing or even a 30% chance of it crashing or perhaps even 10, 5% chance would be too much. Um, But the scientists are telling us that's exactly the order of magnitude of risks that we're taking with the planet, unless we cut emissions by uh, a significant amount within the next decade. Um, how do we do that? How do we do that in such a complex interconnected society? Um, on the one hand there are many who say well we should let the free market reign um, but against that you've got uh, as in Nicholas, Sir Nicholas Stern's description, Lord Stern he said that climate change amounts to the biggest market failure ever and we've got to come up with a new way of thinking. But on the other hand the idea that government is going to be able to solve everything and that the state is going to be able to step in and regulate everything and uh, direct the ship of society in one direction completely also fails to understand just how complex, interconnected and lateral the new economy and the new world is now. Um, And that's where I think that in tackling the climate change challenge, some of the ideas that you're going to be talking about today around creativity and innovation and social change are really going to intersect and are really going to come to the fore in new ways over the coming decades and, and indeed the century. And for me, i like to think that humanity's creative capacity is really, at the, is really the central political question and it's an essential, essential element of any understanding of the political world. Political history is in some ways the ver- history of the various attempts to energise and create and control creative labour into particular channels and modes. And one of the things that the contemporary political examples that I've been referring to throughout my speech shows is just how much of this creative labour amongst people is now happening in public. How we're using systems of interconnection and technology and how immaterial labours that might have once been part of a private sphere, so values like care, and cooperation and feeling and talking are right now at the heart of what's sometimes been called the information economy. And this moment in time I think offers us enormous potential to take some of these things back out of the realm of profit for its own sake and instead turn these creative capacities into forces for social change and into something that's going to benefit the common good. And so in the context of climate change why not for example an open source collective plan to create and own a new renewable energy infrastructure. Why not the generation of multiple local electricity plants owned and run by streets and neighbourhoods? So, or social enterprises that will gather together the various grants that are on offer and help people retrofit their homes? Or groups of people who will make the solar hot water systems that will sit on top of the roofs of the houses in their own suburbs? Innovation must come to the fore in this period of tackling climate change and we'll have to build new kinds of communities and think of the new ways to sustain them. Because we're also facing the biggest question that humanity has ever faced. How can we live sustainably within our limits and have a proper relationship to the natural world and to each other? And how do we do that while at the same time being more technologically connected than ever before? with these amazing new ways of relating and to conform the basis of exciting new communities. Perhaps it's also about making a small world closer as well as making a small world smaller. And these are the questions that over the coming period we're all going to have to answer in ways that prioritise collaboration and innovation. And there's no doubt going to be a fair bit of trial and error along the way, but it's a pretty exciting endeavour to be involved in, I think. And so I would like to conclude by thanking you again for having me here today and I hope that the rest of the forum is an exciting and challenging and that you have, uh, I wish you all the greatest success in establishing a social enterprise here at the State Library. It really is an exciting time when, especially in this area with the Wheeler Centre around the corner and State Library and so many social enterprises getting up and running here in this electorate of Melbourne and the intersection with ideas. Um, is is extraordinarily exciting uh, for me, and I hope that I can do whatever I can over the next three years, provided that we're not going to the polls again in a month, but stay tuned, two o'clock, remember, you'll find out. Um, Provided uh, 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 that we're not going to the polls, uh, it will give me great pleasure over the coming years to lend whatever support I can uh, to your very exciting uh, and worthy endeavours. Thank you very much for having me.